Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Do you know what I feel like doing? Um, I don't know. What do you feel like doing? Wow, that's the first time you said that. But I feel like kicking back, relaxing, and getting comfy. Welcome to the Get Comfy Game Break. I'm your host, Kalo, as always, here to give you the lowdown on all things that are console-related, and I'm joined by my co-host. What up, guys? I'm on the mic. And before we get into today's pod, I'd like to say thank you to anybody and everybody who is liking and sharing this podcast with anybody and everybody you know. Thank you, guys. So in the vein of sticking with handheld consoles, I think it's time we talk about regular console gaming, the bread and butter of our industry, the thing that we grew up on. And, you know, we're just going to talk like have a nice it's the summertime. You want to kick back by the pool, talk about console gaming with some of your best buds. You might as well do it here. Yeah. Now, I want to talk about like specific things, but I guess my... I guess our shared thing. Let's let's do something together that we it's, know it's, and love. It's our thing. It's our thing. You know. Uh, if, yeah. No. Not really. This is just for the people. I'm gonna edit this out. No, I'm not. Who am I kidding? Mm-hmm. Um. Let's talk about the Nintendo GameCube. Just top of the line. It's the nice bridge between handheld and regular station, stationary console gaming. I love that system to death. I think it has some of the best games of all time. I think it's just far and above the best like experience I ever had with gaming. You want to talk about F-Zero, GX, Super Smash Brothers Melee. I mean, the list goes on. Star Wars Rogue Squadron 2. Love that game. I mean, Star Fox Adventure, another underrated title to me that just makes the most sense. Now, people will say, like, what, what else about the GameCube? What, what makes it so special? I would go as far to argue that, you know, the GameCube, while it did have the handle to take it with you anywhere you go, the expandability of the console. And you'll talk about like the N64 and all that later. But the Nintendo GameCube had this um, add-on where you can put this weird little attachment to the bottom of the GameCube. And then all of a sudden you can plug in your Game Boy Advance games and play Game Boy Advance games on your actual GameCube, which to me was crazy at the time. I know nowadays you got your PC with your emulators and such. But... um, at the time, it was something that was mind-blowing, something that was way and above uh, what we ever could have thought about gaming in general. But now all of our games are on little microchips, so how far we've come. Now, it's also weird at the time, because this console came out in 2001, which is way back. It was a very long time ago. But, you know, the fact that those games are still played today, they're still relevant, they're still a competitive smash scene going on, so no matter how many other iterations they've done, Melee is still like the bread and butter of that industry. But I still have mine and I still hook it up from time to time, play some Super Mario Baseball, play some Pokemon XD Gale Darkness. I know you brought up Pokemon Coliseum. It's just those titles that are timeless. You can't get enough of them. So in the vein of the Nintendo GameCube, what are some of your favorite games on this console? GameCube, wow. That's so, I never owned a GameCube. That's the thing. I always played it on my friend's GameCube. But the games that we used to play was um, Melee. Um, of course. All right, you know, there, there was a uh, game that I liked. Um, I just got to look it up because I can't remember which one it was. But uh, Beyblade, we played on it. On the really? GameCube, yeah. You never played Big um, Blade on the GameCube? 
I have not actually. Really? Oh, wow. so you never let it rip. I, ne- I I played in real life. I was oh. more of an IRL Beyblader, you know. Ah, I got gotcha. you. But you know, I played the uh, Digimon. That was my favorite game because you were actually these. It was like a melee version of Digimon, and you could keep digivolving, and that was so cool of mine. So that was like one of my favorite game, um, that I enjoyed as well. And I thought it was just so cool. So I guess moving on to another console I want to talk about, it bridges the gap. I am a Sony fan. Don't worry. The PlayStation 2. Uh, I just love that console to death. I remember, I think it was to get the Nintendo Wii or something like that. I had to trade it in or it was broke. I, I always brought up that story about how I never beat Kingdom Hearts because the console always froze right at the ending cinematic. It always overheated. No matter if I put a bag of ice on top of the console, even when they told you not to. But playing games like Sly Cooper, Ratchet and Clank, like Sly Cooper alone is one of those most underappreciated games in general. Jack and Daxter, that whole uh, series. That was a good game. Crash Bandicoot was mine. I never played Jack's Dance, but yeah. Crash Bandicoot was Jack and Daxter was very edgy, at least the second one. Second one and the third one were very edgy. I remember the first one was more like a classic platformer, kind of like Crash Bandicoot. And then all of a sudden for Jack 2, they're like, yeah, this is going to be GTA pretty much. We're going to take you there. Also, that console came out in 2000. So it's an old boy. Uh, what are some of the games you liked on that console? On the Sony PlayStation? PlayStation 2. It's just too, um, I played a lot of Dragon Ball Z games on this, so it's from like Budokai to Budokai 1 to Budokai 2 to Budokai 3, the whole franchise of the Dragon Ball Z game on that. Um, I also did uh, Mortal Kombat. I played Mortal, uh, the Mortal Kombat games on there as well. That, and I did um, the 007 Nightfire was a game I played as a kid a lot. Uh, me and my brother played it with the Ajab hat. And all that. I'm trying to think what else for following PlayStation 2 games. Caleb was actually just throwing this at me. I'm just is this how it feels when I tell you questions and you're not prepared? I, I try. I mean, I know this was like a thing I discovered way late in the console's life cycle, but you can turn the PlayStation logo if you were uh, gonna yeah. stand it up. Were you a standing up person or were you more of a lay it flat type of guy? I honestly, funny enough, that whole late that line thing actually broke out of mine. So like it broke. So wow. I I never had I was just always I always put it back in I was afraid to move it, um, but um you know another game Scarface, ooh Scarface game I don't know if you ever played the Scarface game growing up on the P- PS2, that was good the Mafia games, right? um and Simpsons I got, Road Rage hit and run as well oh my god that was a good hit and run and I got another game I just had it you made me lose my fans like, you freaking bastard you. I like to do that every now and then um uh, Need hey. for Speed and uh, GTA look at that you yeah. see like I was I was playing more wholesome titles I wasn't allowed to play those those I wish I could have but now yeah. I'm gonna go back and play all of them and live my childhood and no one can tell me otherwise I had a, I had all the cousins who owned the game so I always played them. I had an older brother who played Mortal Kombat, so I was playing those games too. Mom never approved of it. Um, but yeah, always, what they don't know won't hurt them. We, we always played every mom wasn't home. So Before we continue the show, I wanted to take a little time to talk about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. 
A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations. And the more freeing solution is to find the things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique. And what works for someone else might not really work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards your goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. And for me personally, that's huge. I know that I am not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I know that I'm not getting up at four in the morning to go work out. But by using Noom and having that little more of uh, flexibility and stability, it certainly helps with my journey here. Noom also makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons that help you gain confidence and a practical knowledge one-on-one coaching, and cognitive behavioral approaches that teach you how to be mindful of your habit. 75% of Noom weight loss users finished the program, and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash believe. Again, that is Noom, N-O-O-M, dot com slash believe bl exactly the, yeah. the covert operations mm-hmm. look at the uh, window like it's Malcolm no we're good we got two more hours oh I heard a call part oh it's just dad never mind oh it mom's in the car with her go 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 see no one cared it was just kind of more or less you had to just do it whenever the the house is open well when the grown ups were out in exactly and um a thing about console gaming I want to bring up are special edition consoles I remember specifically the Star Wars Special Edition Xbox 360, the one that looked like R2-D2. I wanted that one so damn bad, but I couldn't justify buying another Xbox 360 at the time. I had the Elite version, the black one, with the more storage on top. Also, too, the fact that games were considered, like, the max storage for games was, like, 500 gigabytes. Now you need, like, four or five terabytes to just play, like, two games. So it, it's, it's crazy looking back. I also look at my PlayStation 4 console, the Pro, the Spider-Man edition. I remember how crazy people were going for the Spider-Man edition. We had people at our radio station job going and buying the PS4 uh, Spider-Man because they just wanted it. They just wanted it. Um, that was a cool one. I'm going back to the 360, the Halo games, the Halo Knights with the Mountain Dew, the Doritos... Classic. You know, go, go talking back to a grown up and then them saying that doesn't well, your know you're playing this game. You know, Modern Warfare Two lobbies, man. Oh my god, lawless yeah. land. You know, I'm fucking your mom, right? I can be your dad, <laughs> like all that. It and now, that. and I'm like, oh my god. And now when I'm playing games and kids are being disrespectful, and I go back, I'm like, wow, was I this disrespectful? Because now I'm the grown ups telling these kids. The fuck off! I'm fucking your mom and all that. I'm like, wow! Look at the circle of life. It could, it, it it circles back. It's a vicious cycle. <laughs> now, like, you can talk about like special edition consoles. I mean, nowadays they kind of do it every now and then. Oh, um, I mean, the Sonic one. Everyone knows K is a big Sonic fan. He, I'll he take the that. console, but those weird controllers can kind of stay where they are. <laughs> those furry weird controllers. Now everyone uh, knows you love the furries. It's fine. Of course, that's just that's just my thing. It's my side hustle. Yeah. But um, you know, Halo did do a Series X one that was kind of okay. But you know, I feel like those special edition consoles of old, like the ones that everyone was like 
looking for. Mm-hmm. It's just not a thing nowadays. And like Nintendo kind of still does it. But let's be honest, whenever they release a special edition console, it's always the body is black with like well, Nintendo barely really visible had, designs. Like Nintendo really didn't do it. Nintendo had a white Wii, if you think about that. And then later on in the later generations, they made it black. Whoa. Wow, but like they never really done like a like the GameCube. You have the orange one, you have the gray one, you have the purple one. Like that's not like I don't feel like that's changing. Like the like the Spider Man one, you had the Spider logo on it. Uh, I think the Halo one had like the Halo Three logo on it or whatever it was. But um, yeah, it looked like Master Chief, pretty much. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Uh, that looks cool. Like Nintendo just does the bare minimum, bare min- bare minimum. Nintendo is what I like to call Nintendo. But another game, I want to go back to the PlayStation 2 because I'm just now it's just coming back to me. There you go. Um, Shadow the Hedgehog. Shadow, dude, that game. Like, what a, a talk. I want to put it in perspective. Like, I talked about I wasn't able to play those, like, edgy games. Yeah. This was my first edgy game I played. <laughs> and go figure, it's a Sonic related game. But I remember getting that game and, like, thinking, okay, it's just going to be, like, another Sonic the Hedgehog game, like, whatever. And then Shadow with the Glock. He pulls out the Glock. And this isn't like a bit. He actually does this. And I was just like, what is this game? What were they doing? Mom, Mom, I think we bought the wrong Sonic, Mom. And it was so fun. Glad you brought this game up. Um, I went to my little cousin's uh, birthday party. And he was... Like his whole theme of the party was Sonic. This is recent. And this is the, the this the is party. this happened last weekend. This is the party and, that you told me. Okay, okay. And he was like talking about like oh like I like Sonic. I seen um, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers and Ugly Sonic was in it. Mm-hmm. And you know I was like this is the game that got me into gaming. I'm not going to get into that story. I've told it a thousand times. But like there was the um, there was like a Sonic banner that said Happy Birthday and Shadow was one of the the people on the design thing. And I just remembered Shadow the Hedgehog, the game, and I'm like, if this boy ever comes across this game, it's game over. Yeah, you should buy it. You should pass it down. You're changed. Like, that's your rite of passage <laughs> through the Sonic fandom. You've got to play Shadow the Hedgehog and just... Dude, like, my, my nephew is the big, big Sonic fan as well. And my sister hates, like, you know, anything. He, she hated when I was playing Spider-Man. Um, on the PS4, and they had the gun shooting. She's like, "Don't show my kids that." So you know him. You can he, maybe sneak it past her because she'll think hey, it's Sonic. Like, how bad could it be? Oh, 100 percent. But the day she sees Shadow with a Glock, I'm donezo. I'm done. I'm out of the family. I'm blacklisted. <laughs> I never existed. Pretty much. You get snapped like no, Thanos did uh, to all those people. No. I, yeah, like. It's interesting, again, to look back on, much like with the handheld gaming consoles, you can clearly see the steps gaming took along the way. There wasn't a clear, like, groundbreaking moment in console gaming, and then we revert back and then go forward like we did with the PS Vita to now we have the Steam Deck, the Switch, all that stuff. Um, Console gaming took more of a one-foot-in-front-of-the-other approach, and it's just cool to see that, like, while console gaming now is, would you argue to say, like, PC is, like, a console game system thing? No, it's a, it's a computer. Completely different thing. Completely, okay. Because that's where well, I always well, get, well, like, we, weirded we out about. We don't want to be associated with you concert players. You guys stay in your own lane. No, 
we're, we're, we're high class. We're better than you guys. See, that's my thing with like PC and like, I, I can speak on this because I have both now. It's just like it's the same thing. Like it's essentially it's a console. It is a console. It's not a, it's not a console that can you can. You, can you do your taxes on your PS4? There is an Xbox. They have an app, an Internet Explorer that you can uh, do that. But can or is you, it can, is it one or is it like Firefox? If that's still a thing, can, can you open your? I'm telling you, right now, can you open your Xbox, turn it on, and do your taxes? Yeah, I can do Bing. I have Bing search engine on my Series X. You know, you don't want Bing. Do not go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> do not. It's just weird. Like it's, I view. I, I get the whole PC is separate because there's so much more. You can do whatever you want to your PC. Modding, modding, so much easier. Go down. Modding. Yeah, it's more of like console game is locked. That yeah. is locked. You can't do much. You get what you get, and it's it removes all the loop de loops and backflips you got to do for pc gaming and then the thing about i love about pc and recent i just bought my pca recently like two years ago now that you could buy games that you could you could get a game and you could go down the game file and get things that were removed and brought and bring it back to your game and mod it and stuff like that like there's um the wrestling game wwe 2k22 a lot of people a lot of characters a lot of um entrances and all that were removed people were able to go down the game files and actually find it and make a creation so you guys can play it, which I think is cool. I couldn't have done that on Xbox 360. The only thing, I, the closest thing I got to doing that to my Xbox 360 was the Three Rings of Death and my heart stopped. And that's before I had an Xbox One, but it was still when the Xbox One was still out. I was trying to do CPR. I'm like, no! Stay with me, Charles! Don't go! I need water! It was a death sentence. I remember getting the Red Ring of Death and I was just, I it was like, I can't. I, I literally cannot live anymore. My poor Xbox has died right in front of me. I was playing Halo. I remember it. It was so like specific. The beef, the beef scares me. I remember it. I was playing Halo 3. I was playing custom games. And I was playing the game mode Halo where you have to, like, it's just, just a big ring and you have to drive around. Someone's in the mm-hmm. middle with a rocket launcher and they have to shoot you off and knock your mongoose off the track. I was playing that exact game mode. Here's Halo 3. And then, boom, I got the Red Ring of Death because, like, my whole thing froze. And I was like, oh, and maybe it's just, like, the, you know, because old games blow in the console, fix everything. But, no, it was the Red Ring. It was a sad day. Scarred me forever. Did you fix it, though? Were you able to fix it? Well, that was the that was the whole story where I sent my Xbox out to Microsoft to fix the Red Rings. And it took, like, three months. And I was like, all right, it's two and a half months in. I'm not getting this console back. They kind of just said, yo, it do be like that sometimes. Thanks for the Xbox. We're going to resell it. So I went to GameStop, bought another Xbox Elite, and I plugged it in, and I was, like, playing. And, like, literally not even, like, two weeks later or, like, a week later, what comes in the mail? My old Xbox with a gold subscription tape to it. And then I had two Xboxes, and I was just like, well. That's when you play you have two connect. You play together, yeah. Picking one controller. See, I can do co-op by myself. Yeah, you don't need no one weighing you down. See, my Red Ring of Death just fixed itself. Like I never, it just I turned it off. I unplugged it for a couple of hours. When we came back on, it was fixed. See, I I went full panic mode right away. There was no there was no in between. No, but of course, because what- have you made yourself? Of course, but uh, what is in between are more episodes like of Game Company. That's. 
that could be something. Nah. Um, there are more episodes of the Get Comfy Podcast, the Get Comfy Lowdown, and the Get Comfy Game Break to enjoy because you can catch us every single Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all major listening platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and, of course, the Believe Network. I have been Kalo, joined by the one and only. What up, guys? Aim in the mic. And we'll see you guys next time. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.